This is DJ Rel and Catch Wreck. And we are Bang Radio. Bang, 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 bang. We bring you Boston-based music, arts, events, and lifestyle. Friday mornings, tune in at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. because we're on 94.9 FM Zoomix Radio. Also, we're cool. Yeah. Welcome, y'all, for another installment of Bang Radio on Zoomix Studios from 94.9 FM. We have Catrek in the building. We have Jake spilling Ooh. in for Relly B, and you got me, Lou Bangers, on the ones and twos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have a special guest in the building. Yeah, so we're waiting on a few more people to assemble, so we're going to get back into the tunes and some promos and PSAs, but... uh check back soon we got our guest filtering in we're really excited we have a great show today all right peace there yet too early to count my blessings the lord and take the wheel i'm just a passenger yeah a passenger a passenger yeah i swear it's just too much for me to tackle all i ask is steer me away from the massacre i told the lord to take the wheel i'm just a passenger yeah a passenger a passenger yeah Fall short in a frivolous maze I might grab a souvenir on the way And we're back, this is Bang Ready We got a bunch of people in the studio Yeah, yeah, we got the Urban Farming Institute in the building That's right Yeah, yeah So we got a, a room full of excited people who are Blessing us with some beautiful energy. Um, y'all want to introduce yourselves, those of you who are on mic? So I'm Bobby Walker. I'm the farm trainer for the Urban Farmer Institute. I'm Amari Jackson. I am a farmer and trainer, beekeeper extraordinaire, lifeguard, lifesaver. My name is Cindy J. Cine. I'm a Boston native, currently living in Quincy. I am a preschool teacher. That is my regular nine to five, current farmer training. Yeah. My name is Devan. What up, though? <laughs> what up? <laughs> Man, and so there's a bunch more. We might rotate some folks on. So uh, just just uh, for those who are uninitiated, because we've never really had a, a guest like y'all on before, What uh -huh. what is the Urban Farming Institute? What is an urban farmer? So a farmer's a farmer. I am... I just farm in the city. So the con the the what they would say a uh, urban farmer is it goes by how many people live around you. Mm. So that's what urban farming is. So if you live in a dense neighborhood or if you live in a city, it's it goes by the number of people that live around you. So like in Boston where we are, you know, we're surrounded by neighborhoods. Mm. There's a farm right. in between a bunch of houses mm -hmm. and that's what we do and that's kind of like so what we do is just farm and we grow in the city we have about seven different sites that we grow off of and around produce the, food around boston around boston from roxbury dorchester to mattapan our headquarters is in mattapan now on norfolk street just had a big groundbreaking ceremony y'all just had a grand opening on tuesday was it yeah it was great, man. We we rocked out. We had the mayor there, you know. Sure. We had our pictures up. You know, we were on the banner. Actually, we were on the front page of the banner. Mm. So you're definitely getting some some recognition, some support for this work. Um, 
Man, that's dope. So, so just uh, talk a little bit more about why farm, why bring that energy back to the city? Because like, I, I feel like I grew up in Boston and I never really experienced, you know, my parents came from rural areas. They came from Montana and they came from like tomato country, New Jersey. And so they experienced sort of a much more farming lifestyle when they were growing up. And I got to experience some of that, but never really here. Um, and then the only time I really learned about that was when I went out to Western Mass and checked out some programs. So why bring it why bring it into the city? Why bring that to something where I feel like it's not necessarily always present first of mind? It's needed in the city. You know what I mean? It's needed for people of color. It's needed for everybody who is low income. Um, it's important for us to know where our food grows. Who's growing this food? Do they even care about us? You know what I mean? Are they doing this for the money? You know what I mean? It's really important for the community because we are in a space where healing is needed. Um, and, and it's not just about farming. It's about healing. It's about letting the dirt do its job. It's about allowing that dirt to take the negativity out of you and turn it into love by growing food. You know what I mean? And so it's not just the food. It's the healing aspect. It's about the mental play that it does. You know what I mean? And it's about the people who are out here doing the work in the ground and the love that that they bring to it you know what i mean so we don't just grow food right bobby yeah. we grow people <laughs> and 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 I, I even throw a little bit more context onto it so it was illegal when we first started wow. so um so when i first started it was 2007 2008 um and I didn't know it was illegal at the time. All I wanted to do was grow food for a farmer's market. So then we started growing food, starting to sell it, da da da, da. And then um, as we started to get bigger, that's when, uh, I guess, alarms went off. <laughs> and it was too funny because it was a matter of, it was a, we were already growing food. So there's also laws here that say you can't, um, you can't, take away somebody's farm if they're growing food until they harvest. Mm. So they couldn't take anything away, so we had to change the law. Wow. And we did change the law. We changed the law in um, 2014 wow. to legalize um, November 2014. I'll never forget the meeting. We had to change the zoning code, and now it's called Article 89. That's how we're able to farm in the city. Mm. But I mean, we literally had to go lobby, and wow. yeah, I, was, I didn't know how political it was. Man, so it must be kind of a big shift going from farming illegally to have, you know, quote on air quotes illegally to having the support of the city at your opening. Um, yeah. What's yeah. that journey been like? What's the process been like about sort of building from just trying to start by yourself or you know start growing food and like how has it grown into this community flow? Oh, man, it's been a ride. I mean, like, I can't even explain to be around these people, you know, to get to to get to where we are now. I mean, when I first started, there was no infrastructure. There was no nothing, you know, and we were doing stuff outside. You know, now we have a whole, you know, headquarters. We have a whole property. We have we have good people, you know. But what, what I've learned about this thing is that it's not just one thing that we do. You know, farming is everything. People are gonna always eat. <laughs> so it's a very honorable um, profession to be in. Because like, what, what, what else? People are always gonna eat. I mean, if you don't eat, you don't live. So 
I mean, we're in the best profession. And it's also one of those things where you have to have a skill, a little bit of skills in everything. Right. Not just one thing, everything. Some days I'm a carpenter. Some days I'm a plumber. Some days I'm a sales manager. Some days I'm a people manager. So <laughs> it really varies. You know what I mean? You get a lot of different skills that come out of this whole organization. I'm going to let I, I want to speak a little bit as far as uh, the 180 turn going from doing something illegally to now being celebrated by the city. I believe UFI and his journey is testament to the collective consciousness that exists. Mm -hmm. I am a firm believer in the collective consciousness. That means there is no idea that you can have that somebody else hasn't already had or isn't having simultaneously. So what they did was make people realize that this was something that they were interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to what you said as far as your parents coming from a rural background, that's true for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of healing Mm -hmm. happening uh, through this program where we are now restoring that knowledge that Mm -hmm. should have already been there Mm -hmm. uh, generationally, Mm -hmm. where we have grandparents that farmed, we have parents that grew up uh, working with the soil and growing their own food. So we are now bringing that back and we're passing it down to the next generations now. I have my youngest daughter here in the room with me. She's four. She's spending time with me on the farm. something now I can give to her and that's a legacy that is now a legacy that I have created and that is thanks to the Urban Farming Institute and I love that my city has now hopped aboard on it because now it's inspiring and motivational for other cities to do the same as well I do live in Quincy we do not have any community gardens in Quincy so now I am using this apprenticeship and using this training program to go back to my residential area to say, this is important, you need to support this. Let's go, let's get it. Hey, it's profound she spoke on legacy because, I mean, we come from a background of what, in a city eating honey buns, oatmeal, cream pies, (laughs) rye garbage, right? Right, and and, and, and I realized at an early age, I mean, later in life, that your health is wealth and food is medicine. And everybody Mm -hmm. in my community that's so sick, it's because of the garbage we eating, Mm, right? So So we need to begin to heal our people by showing them Yo, we can grow this stuff ourselves, right? It's, it's eco- basic economics as well as not only survival for us, but like right. we got to let our people know, like, look, see what we doing. Come get in the soil. Come, come grow your own food, um, um, and and change the dynamic, the mindset of our people in our communities, mm-hmm. for sure. That's right. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you guys. Um, how did you come together? The, the Urban Farming Institute. Divine intervention. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. So I'll just go back to the way our program actually runs. So we started out probably in, I'll say, uh, January. We do these info sessions. So we just go out in different communities. Our info sessions are held all over the city. So depending on how people get in contact with us, Mm -hmm. they um, get in contact. Everybody has to show up to an info session. So that's the number one. Then we have a nine-week class that we teach, and everybody here has done the nine weeks. So out of that nine-week class, we have 30 people that can fit into that class. Tight. <laughs> but, um, and then we have, out of that nine-week um, course, we can have up to 10 people work with us throughout the um throughout the whole season Mm -hmm. so basically people are with us for like nine months Mm -hmm. you know through the whole growing season and um what we've done and we've always um tried to step up our program so for instance like this year during our info sessions instead of us just giving the info we actually ask for info 
Mm. From the person who from the gone. person who came to this info session. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we didn't we didn't we we didn't approach it as we're giving you information. We're approaching it as we want your information so we get to know you, what's your story, what do you want to do mm. and make it more empowering for people to actually tell their story. Mm-hmm. So who goes to some an info session that, and they ask about you? Mm-hmm. You don't really get that out here. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing that's going to change the movement mm-hmm. you know and, and and it is about the people mm-hmm. it's about it's always about the people one thing i've learned um mel king he um told us when we first got into this a- industry he said he told me two things he said work with what you're good at mm-hmm. and the people will be your greatest assets mm-hmm. And as I'm looking around here, I got great assets here. (laughs) (laughs) So now. It's all love. All love. Vegetables, fresh fruit and whole wheat I'm from the old school My household smell like soul food, bruh Curry falafel, barbecue tofu No fish though, no candy bars, no cigarettes Only ganja, fresh squeezed juice from oranges Exercising daily to stay healthy And I rarely drink water out the tap Cause it's filthy Lentil soup is mental fruit And ginger root is good for the use Fresh vegetable with them ital stew Sweet yam fries with the green callaloo Careful how you season and prepare your foods Cause you don't wanna lose vitamins and minerals And that's the jewel Life brings life, it's valuable So I eat what comes from the ground, it's natural Let your food be your medicine, uh-huh. no excedrin uh-uh. Strictly herbs and raised from the sun Cause I got melanin and drink water Eight glasses a day Cause that's what they say They say you are what you eat So I strive to eat healthy My goal in life is not to be rich or wealthy Cause true wealth comes from good health and wise ways We gotta start taking better care of ourselves They say you are what you eat So I strive to eat healthy My goal in life is not to be rich or wealthy Cause true wealth comes from good health and wise ways We gotta start taking better care of ourselves Be healthy y'all and we're back. This is Bang Radio. And for the listeners listening, don't worry. We got new people on the mic, but this is the same, the Urban Farming Institute. Please reintroduce yourself if you're new on the mic. Peace, peace. I'm Nataka Creighton Walker. Peace and love. I am Devan Divine Revelation. Mm-hmm. Hi. Absolutely. Peace. I'm Mishi. Hi, I'm Christy. I'm Stoney, a.k.a. Parker Gatsby. And we got Catch Rock. Yeah. And I'm Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte. Um, so, Tanaka, was it? Nataka. Nataka Shanti is the full name. It means I want peace. So, I got yes. a question. How did, um, tell us about the history of the spot in Mattapan. Mm. Mm. The history of the spot. I'm like, I need, I kind of need Bobby for that. He's kind of the historian. Um, <laughs> 
You know, I only thing I, I will say is that the 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 current present situation of the spot is a culmination of of work. You know, a culmination of faith um, in the work that we do. Long history, though. So the prior people, the Fowler Clarks and Epstein's Epstein's. Clarks and the Epstein's, you know, own this land over a period of two hundred so years or more. They just can't hear you on the mic while you explain it. So, 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 yes. So, so, for hundreds of years, these families own this land, and what exists as Mattapan now was not there. So, the people weren't there. Um, 300 acres, um, in particular, off of this particular farm site, were owned, um, and now it is owned by us. So it was owned by three families. The families were the Fowlers. They owned it for 30 years. The Clarks, they owned it for 100 years. And then the last family to own it was the Epsteins. Now, throughout that whole thing, so at our new site on Norfolk Street, the first thing that was built was a house. And that was built in 1768. The second thing was the Burn and that was built in 1868, and then where we, where um, and then the Epstein's were the last family, and they did a lot of the stonework that's at the property. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so now, I mean, each person kind of like speak, add to and speak to kind of what the space is really, but it's a beautiful thing to be able to have something that we can build on. So for a while, we didn't have our own headquarters. So to have our own headquarters is beautiful. So um, in Mattapan, yeah, 487 Norfolk Street in Mattapan. And it's, it's fully packed now. I mean, these farmers, these growing young farmers, you know, growing stuff. So we've got, you know, several pieces of land, um, growing spaces there. And then also we're about to get a greenhouse. We got a teaching kitchen as Bobby mentioned before um, and mostly Joe we got we got we would hone on on some spirit like on some things that are going to really help us continue our journey together and which is why I'm really honored to be here with all of our team nice and technically Mattapan is just a branch of a Dorchester person's farm shout out to the dot <laughs> shout out the, peace peace the whole whole Mattapan used to be a farm basically mm -hmm. yeah, 300 yeah. acres man it's big so technically if you know the boston area that you can say nuts. from like <laughs> milk you know from norfolk all the way to the square that yep. was all like farmland yep. all, all of that so all those blue hill ave mm -hmm. all of that was farm mm -hmm. just so y'all know that is mind-blowing and, and yeah, it is weird is when you know the city how it is how it's shaped now so it's the oldest property in Mattapan. And one of the last remaining farms. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're trying to do. We, we, we we're just that. planting a stake in the ground. We're coming back. We we uh, we are the sword against gentrification. Mm. I like to believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we are putting a root in the ground, and everything that comes from it is going to be, you know, flowing outward. So. And upward. And upward. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly upward. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take? to grow the food since we're in Boston and the seasonal change happens a lot. Mm, might as well get Bobby in the season. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends on what crops you're growing. Um, for us, like one of our major cash crops that we're growing right now is salad mix. So we usually start that probably in April. This year it was a little bit later because the snow never stopped, you know? Um, 
but it's about every 30 days after that so it depends on which crops we're growing so if we're growing kale call it it's about 30 days after we put those plugs in the ground we're harvesting off of same thing with the salad mix it's about 30 days after that now if we get into tomatoes or any of the nightshades um those are about 60 to 75 days before we start getting fruit off of those and i mean when i say nightshades i mean tomatoes peppers eggplant those type of okra um potatoes all those things are in that family so they take about uh, 70 to 100 days depending on which one it is so yo i could have said that (laughs) (laughs) just kidding get it (laughs) now let everybody else speak i think too like um because we are talking about like history right like history is awesome it's dope it's amazing but what i think is really amazing is the fact that we're creating history and we're adding her story too you know what i mean because farming is definitely something that helps the feminine energy get stronger you know what i'm saying and it's really really important for women to understand the power that we have you know what i'm saying when it comes to growing food and being able to provide for our families you know what i'm saying and being able to show our families and our community members like yo we can sustain ourselves we don't have to be out here asking for handouts you know you could literally grow half of this stuff in your windowsill you know what i'm saying um and especially with all of the weight that we have to carry you know you just got to sometimes get out here in the dirt you know when, when we're kids we play in the dirt we don't never have no worries but life takes us so far away from that so um I just wanted to speak to that because we are creating history and her story. So, um, and I also just wanted to add, shout out to Lester. You know, we get up, we do Tai Chi in the morning. Yeah. You know, we do meditation. Uh-huh. Lester, so, the Iron Fist. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, yo. It's definitely fist. healing. Meditation by divine. <laughs> For sure. Another thing I, to piggyback off what she says, you got to remember that you are your child's first doctor. Mm. So whatever you give them, and if you're getting it from the ground and you know where it came from, Wisdom. Y- you are helping your child immensely. So yeah. a person that grows their own food and feeds their child their own food, you got to understand that your child's going to be moving light speed <laughs> against uh, a child that's eating McDonald's and McGriddles for breakfast mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that. So. Like I said, you are your child's first doctor, so you want to be putting good things into them if you expect good things out. And you also notice something about us. We're all happy, right? Every it's day. A, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's actual fact that when you put your hands in dirt, it, there's chemicals inside your fingers that make you happier. So just by touching a little bit of dirt, you're going to be a happier person. You know, so it's one of those things that you kind of can't help it when you're in our circle. You Not know only I mean? are you benefiting from growing your own food, you're also being healthy. Exactly. And actually, you know, like I say, it's hard work, so we're going to have fun while we're doing it. Nice. Yeah. Can I can I just drop a little dirt science? It's going to be two seconds, right? Yeah. right so dirt is a negative ion, and we are positive ions. So, we, you know, think about that, you know? It's like magnetism. But I just wanted to drop that in there. Drop it. Drop it like that. <laughs> nice. Um, and a beautiful point to make in what everyone is doing right now. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah? Sir, okay. Yeah. Everyone is in a process of transition, including myself in this program, and mm-hmm. this 
farm li- farming life has really brought a lot of positivity in our lives, especially with some of us dealing with different types of traumas and mm-hmm. just like transitions in life that most people won't understand. And they'll just try to tell you, you know, just fit the nine to five program. But a lot of us were just thinking with greater visions and ideas. And I think we're all doing God's work in a way because it's powerful that right now we're even working on the Fowler every morning, kids walking, families walking, and people who look like you saying like, well, if they're doing it, I can go back to my roots and do that too. Mm-hmm. Because Mattapan is a vital area because a lot of these families come from the countries of Haiti, Jamaica, Dominican Republic. So Mattapan seems to, at least from me looking, seems to be the only town in Boston that gentrification hasn't hit the hardest. So like we're really trying to sustain a lot. It's greater than just what we're doing. We're trying to sustain culture in an area that is a city that right now is being impounded with a lot of different forces. So I definitely think that just getting the word out and bringing back the culture because there's a lot of disconnect like Cindy was saying with people thinking that farming's not even part of their culture when back back in the day when they were first generation their family was doing it back home but now it's like everything in America seems to be this and that but a lot of us are dying from the diets we have a lot of us are becoming violent because of the diets we have Mm -hmm. so people need to look deeper and some people are going to think you're crazy, but then you start to go in your transition and you find great people like Nataka and Bobby to just kind of guide you and allow you to see that you're not crazy. You're actually brilliant. Oh, I am crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you're brilliant, too. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I, I feel like we're all seeking truth. Like, mm. like we're... We all come from very different places and very different backgrounds, but we're all living in another man's dream. Mm. And I think that we are all, we all came together because we realized that there's more than like all of the lies that like we're seeking truth because we're we're really trying to find an alternative to Mm -hmm. the way that our society is living Mm -hmm. um we're trying to change culture like one bring cultures together but also take ownership of the american culture that we are all living in and contributing to today Mm -hmm. um i think that the food systems the money the schools like all of it plays into it and i mean we could we have these conversations and we talk about it uh, I mean, like, it's just awesome because we're like all on the same page, you know, mm-hmm. like that's one thing. Like we all came together to like learn how to grow food, but we all came together because we knew that that what's going on right now, that nine to five job isn't working. Mm-hmm. And like w- we're trying to find another way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. together. And another thing I want to say, <laughs> all right. so in, in our neighborhoods, they say that we um, suffer from a food desert, which is a lie, because there's food Amen. everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's called a food mirage, because everything in that store is crap. Okay, yes. so this is what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with this food there, but it ain't good food. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what we're dealing with. And that's what we're trying to fight against. Mm-hmm. I'm done. So I think <laughs> Shops Mike to bring it back for the listeners, uh, you know, I think you know, people want to support this this movement. You know, the Urban Farming Institute's a lot bigger than just that name, and so it's 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 a lifestyle and it's a it's a collective mm-hmm. and it's inclusive, mm-hmm. which I think I think are important points to drive home for the listeners, <coughs> and I think listeners should 
support that. So if if we're saying there's stuff out there that's not healthy, we need to know where to go and where to support right. mm-hmm. to get stuff that is healthy. Absolutely true. Or even, or even growing your own <laughs> things. You know, we we just we just putting a blueprint out there. You know, no, we, we you can grow in your own yard. You can grow in your back porch. You can grow in your window. And we do workshops. So like not just workshops, but also once we learn, then we get to teach and continue the whole process. So, you know, definitely come and seek us out. Um, 487 Norfolk Street in Mattapan. And then also www.urbanfarminginstitute.org. Email us. But we do do classes. And again, you know, I, we, we're looking for this to be the biggest Skillshare ever. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that each one teaches one, you know, um, and that's that's really the only route to go so and then like Stoney said like everyone gets to grow you know it's, it's the best resource to have don't not go hungry you know ain't nobody controlling whether or not you get to eat you know and one day won't people won't control where we get to live and how we get to live you know what land is available for us you know we get to take control of that and so right here as you mentioned in terms of just the seeking of you know um, alternatives actually that we we have a sense that we already know what those are you know and and, and beginning to to build on that along with beautiful relationships you know and um, sharing what we have and then pulling our resources together to make it happen um, and yeah we have some beautiful folks in the house with so many different thoughts and um, Christy did you want to add something to just the greatness of all this yeah um, I think that like one of the biggest things that like I've noticed is that this whole um, experience has kind of been like a rebirth not only a rebirth for us but like a rebirth for the land and the community in Mattapan. Um it's, it's just crazy like sometimes we're just like out like um, working on like tomatoes and like different plants and then there are people like honking their, honking their horns or like neighbors stop by um, and and it's just incredible to be able to speak to people that have lived there for so many years and see this abandoned property now come to life again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's very empowering for us but also really empowering for the community of Mattapan and everyone local and nearby. Yeah, maybe just on on a technical point. So every year we do, um, which is the the training that they did this year from March through May, end of March through May, we have a nine-week class and we accept up to 30 students. Um, And then of those students, as Bobby mentioned, we select um, what I call the extraordinary, now we got extraordinary 10 I don't know what you call that, <laughs> um, but it's extraordinary. Um, so we accept all extraordinary people, and we do look for particular things. You know, we look look at in terms of, of, of where you're at and where you're seeking to go, but we also look at, you know, how can we build collectively? So then how do we synergist- synergistically um, work out in that nine weeks? And then from that, you know, folks, folks actually choose this too. Like we ask plenty of times during the whole, you know, nine weeks, and even before that, you know, you sure you want to do the 20-week? You know, are you sure you're going to be able to do, you know, you, you got any different difficulties in life they may prevent you from what you committed yourself to you know just to really it's not just us choosing it's also people who have also chosen and selected to be here and be here today too so we also thank you um but yeah i don't know if anyone else wants to add um to that I just wanted to speak um, briefly on just how empowering uh, the program is. If you're looking for a change in your life, if you're looking um, to increase yourself, whether mentally, physically, uh, spiritually, emotionally, Urban Farming Institute really is the place for you. Um, There is so much power in acquiring knowledge uh, in regards to your food and your nutrition. As an educator, I realize just how important nutrition is. I have trouble reaching the children in the classroom and even teaching to them because I have to fight the poor nutrition 
mm. um, that they're receiving at home. Those Doritos, those Cheetos, those Honey Buns, those Gatorades. Parents, nutrition is really important. And I really can't stress it enough to you that if it's really a matter of I don't know, here is an institution mm -hmm. that exists to give you that knowledge so that you know better. And when we know better, we do better. Mm. And when we do better, we feel better. And that, that really is all I can say on that. It is empowering. I feel strong, uh, yes. not only as a mother, as a woman, as an individual, because of this experience that I have received, and I am still in it right now. Yes. Hey. Um, can I just, I just want to promote our little poetry event that we're having. Yes. <laughs> so yes. tomorrow night, we're actually having a poetry event. It's going to be a poetry event slash open mic, so you can come in and sign up. The address is 1544 Columbus Ave, and it starts at 530, and it ends at 8 p.m. Also, um, we're doing this event so that we can raise money to go to North Carolina. Nope. So, Black Urban hey. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so come out and support. It's $5 to get in. Again, that address is 1544 Columbus Ave, and I hope to see some people up in there. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yes, no exciting. silence on the radio. Uh, <laughs> apples, oranges, bananas, pears. Also, <laughs> read Buck your wheat. ingredients, um, too, please. Wheat. <laughs> Ground. I saw on the website that there's an event happening in September 23rd. Can you speak of it? It's Is that walk, the B class? It's a walk I know we got food. a couple of B. Oh, oh that's the that, um, wild oh. Paul Richard. The I'm harvesting for wild edibles. I don't know, I have to so that that is har um, foraging for wild edibles because there's a lot of food that people don't know that is food. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of wild food that people that were here before us were eating, and they're the natives' foods that were here, and we just want to bring that back. That's just that's another part of like farming, knowing what vegetables are or knowing what you can and can't eat and which could be medicine it could be i mean some of our weeds are the most powerful um mm. and yeah we could get into this conversation another day but weeds are something that medicine. we do not i don't plant it just comes so that's my definition of weeds but they could be medicine, like you said. They like are medicine. They are. They are medicine. Are. There's an argument in the he house around that issue. That's you know? how you heal yourself, God. Yes. Get it on there for a reason. It's not supposed to be done. But I, I will say, actually, so the September 23rd event that you're talking about is actually the Ride for Food. So if okay. y'all know, we know even on our team know people who ride bikes, um, hey. essentially riding of the bike. Um, they meet up, I think, in Newton um, to raise money. I think we're, we're looking to raise, I think, 20, 25,000 or something this year. So we, off, we have people who basically ride for UFI. So if you, you know, down a ride for UFI, look us up on Facebook um, or go to our website and, yeah, help us help us bring more resources to be able to continue to do what we do. And look us up on Facebook, too, because there are events listed on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And on, wait, wait, on Instagram, you can hey. see what we're doing on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, yeah. UFI oh, Boston. Yeah. Social media that. stacks. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Show us some love. Uh, don't forget to check out your local library at www.upthestreet.com. Readabook.com. Cool with that being said, with that being said, this is the end of the show. Oh, and it's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to being back. <laughs> this has been Bang Radio. You can catch us on SoundCloud at Bang Radio 100, no spaces. And you can get uh, Instagram, Bang Radio. And this is the send off. Peace, y'all. Peace, peace. peace. I 
started rapping. A lot of shit has happened since I started rapping. A lot of shit has happened since I started rapping. There's been enough beef and enough gat clapping.